0: Studios. This, this is After 9
1: with Scott and Kat.
0: Hey now. Hello, hello. Hi, friends. It's After 9. You knew that. You pressed download, and God, do we ever appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, if you don't mind, maybe tell a friend about the pod.
1: Yes, that'd be great. And rate us if you're in one of those apps that you can rate. We appreciate that, too. Thank
0: you. Before we get to the magic that is coming your way in a second, and you're going to hear from our fearless leader in in seconds, mm-hmm. who has a critique of us, we'll get to that coming up. Oh, great. Great. I'm going to bring in Octavia on this one too. We had a request for more Octavia in the pod. So here you go. She's here. Give me a good way to cook chicken tonight. I've done beef two nights in a row. I got to do chicken. I make dinner at my place during the week. I need to make chicken. Give me a good way to do it.
1: Oh, that's, I don't know. I don't do chicken in any way, sort of crazy. You
0: you live with your parents, right? Do they cook or do you cook?
1: It's a good mix.
0: Okay. So occasionally you'll cook dinner for your parents? Sometimes. Really? When you say sometimes, do you mean like once a year or do you mean like a couple times a week?
1: It's every now and then, like maybe once a week-ish we make, or my boyfriend and I make some food and we make enough for for everybody. Wow. And,
0: And they'll just come in and, oh, what did Octavia and her boyfriend make? And just dig in, will they? Yep. Wow. Do you guys, do you ever tell them like, hey, you might want to chip in here if you're going to have the food that we're cooking
1: Uh, for you? No, I live at home, (laughs) Uh so. uh you
0: you you can't say that. Yeah. Nothing will enrage a parent more than if a kid in their 20s asks for money to eat. Yeah, I know know my place. Help me out here, Kat.
1: Fajitas. Fajitas in the air fryer, specifically. I did that this week.
0: Air fryer fajitas. I don't don't mind that, actually. Oh my gosh,
1: it's so easy to, um, you throw the chicken in. Uh, strips, preferably over breasts because it takes it's, it takes less time. When you so, say
0: strips instead of breasts, you mean take a breast and cut it into strips, not buy chicken strips or something like that? Whatever
1: is easiest for you. Oh, I mean, you could buy, okay. ra- buy raw strips, but I do find the value for that not to be as good. They'll charge you, just cut them, whereas you can just cut them with a knife before you throw them in. Oh, like the fruit. Yeah, just, <laughs> like the fruit, but wash it. Make sure, in, a, in every single way, wash it very thoroughly. But yeah, throw that in. Throw some peppers in. I don't know, what do you like in your fajitas? I have to cook mushrooms at my house separately because they make me want to frickin' vomit, but my husband likes them, so I have to do that in a completely separate air fryer. Not
0: a fungi girl, I eh? don't...
1: You know what? The smell of it, even. I can smell it. He claims there's mushrooms don't have a smell. Does anybody agree with me that mushrooms absolutely have a smell when they're being cooked? I, it's it- like this very potent, like, thick smell, and, and I just... Ugh. it's the same look he gets on his face when I cook seafood because he doesn't
0: like seafood. Ah, you know what? That's funny because I didn't think there were any cooking smells that I didn't like. I'm such a foodie. I like to try things. But just the other day, I discovered a smell that I absolutely cannot stand when it's cooking in the house. In fact, I had to go out and get some air yesterday. Uh, Monday is when we were doing this. My girlfriend had some olives frying in a pan. And the smell of oh, yeah. olives frying, green olives specifically, is absolutely crazy. I
1: wonder if I'm that way too, because I don't really tend to like olives that much as is. Like, I don't like them. So I wonder if I'd be the same way.
0: Mm. Uh, Are you going over to uh, Dave's house on Sunday, by the way? I am. We're having a gathering on Sunday. Are you bringing anything? Are you bringing food? Are you cooking anything? Or are we going to let the chef... No, I'm
1: bringing a present. We we let chefs chef, right? Yes, we let chefs chefs.
0: Okay. All right, I'm not going to stomp all over that. (laughs) Wait till I tell him tomorrow. And by the way, you got to cook something good, because we told everybody on the pod that you're great at it. Uh, all right. Well, maybe we'll talk more about that tomorrow. You ready to jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We're going to start off with this. Uh, the prime minister is on tour right now. Cause anywhere other than the really? house of Jennifer commons. Jennifer Lopez. Ugh, fuck cat. <laughs> you know, I criticize Taylor Swift for the amount of miles she puts on her private jet. <laughs> and by the way, that just got added to Travis Kelsey has landed in Australia. He flew America to Australia. On a private jet, and it needs to be a fairly substantial private jet to get from America to Australia. Sure does. So it wasn't a small one. It was a big one. And he flew alone to go and hang out with his girlfriend. You mean to tell me that these rabid environmentalists like Taylor Swift and and Travis Kelsey, he couldn't have just jumped on a United flight and flown with 200 other people that were going to Australia? He doesn't want
1: to fly with you peasants. You know, you know how these celebrities are
0: hypocritical because they can,
1: right? Because they can.
0: Well, they think that they have a right to because they've got money, but everybody else that's poor should should worry about the environment, but they don't need to. Their carbon emissions, they don't
1: care about those. At the same token, though, like you, if you were as rich as him and you had the option, you'd probably do it too, wouldn't
0: you? I might. Uh, I've always that's on my bucket list. If I win the lotto <laughs> max, I'm going to you know buy a I private mean? jet. I'm going to yeah. be part of the problem, admittedly, you know? but I will be a good guy and at least if I'm going to. Say, for example, this is kind of the reason I want the private jet. If I decide today, you know what? I feel like seafood. Let's go to Boston for lunch.
1: You would do that. You would be that type.
0: I would be that type, but I would also be the type to gather enough people around to at least fill the plane. I need like (laughs) six people that want to come with me to Boston for the afternoon.
1: That's fair. And I think you'd find people, by the way. If you had a jet and you said you want to go to Boston yeah. for lunch, I'd be like, fucking
0: right I do. We're, we're leaving <laughs> at a Hamilton at noon. We will be back by 6 p.m. And we're having lobster on the coast. Great. Great. That's the kind of private jet owner I'm going to be. I like it. Well, our fearless leader was out west uh, in Alberta yesterday. And he did a series of announcements and interviews. And one of them in particular is a fairly harsh critique of the mainstream media. Critics, hmm.
2: listen to this. There is out there a deliberate undermining of mainstream media. There are the conspiracy theorists. There are the social media drivers who uh, are trying to do everything they can to keep people in their little filter bubbles, to prevent people from actually agreeing on a common set of facts the way, you know, the CBC and CTV when they were our only sources of news, you know, used to, used to, and global used to project across the country, at least a common understanding of things. All right.
0: Listen, I'm just going to point out a couple of things. Number one, I think Trudeau is finally starting to realize that all that money he gave to the media companies as a bailout or a buyout, uh, has been a waste of money because his message is not getting through. Justin Trudeau has controlled the media for a long time. He is he's right in that there used to be a common set of facts, you know, I mean, what you saw on CBC, you'd see on CTV, you'd see it on global for the most part. And, and now I think people in general have become so skeptical of what they're seeing on the news because of the crazy spin that, that certain news outlets try and put out there that they've given up on the mainstream media. Trudeau hates that because he's promised to fund them for hundreds of millions of dollars hoping for favorable news coverage, and he's not getting the favorable news coverage that he wants. Is it conspiracy theorists that call out bullshit on what they see on the mainstream news? No. I mean, it's regular common sense people that just realize, hey, listen, that's not what the, the story is here. You guys are spinning this for your agenda. Let me give you a, a, a great example. There's a headline going around today. New survey says Canadians support sending more support to Ukraine. Not really. What? No, they don't. Uh, here's what the actual story is. A new report says only a quarter of Canadians surveyed by Leger support sending increased support to Ukraine. Only a quarter of them do. Another 23%, almost exactly the same amount, feel Canada should send less to Ukraine. And about 34% say they're happy with what's already been done, but we got to walk it back. Tomorrow marks two years since the Russian invasion in Ukraine. And and if Trudeau really thinks that that people out there don't see through these bullshit headlines, then he's part of the problem. I mean, he's always been part of the problem as far as I'm concerned. But he's not in the news for just that. It is, uh, it's funny, yesterday we talked about Dr. Phil. We played that clip here on After 9 from when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. What I did not know at the time, just down the road from where we record, Pierre Polyev was in Kitchener yesterday, and he got asked point blank about LGBTQ plus issues. And I'm going to play his response (laughs) here. It's about a minute and a half long, and it's very, very similar to what got asked of Dr. Phil. Listen to this.
2: Mr. Polyev, for the last few years, our news organization has been covering what can only be described as a war on women. Biological males are pretending to be females, and these men are invading female safe spaces. This includes female sports ranging from volleyball to rugby. As well, men pretending to be women are gaining access to female shelters and even female prisons. This has collectively led to real women and girls being emotionally abused, physically injured, and... My question, sir, is should you form the next federal government, will you make female safe spaces safe again by introducing legislation that bans so-called transgender women from participating in female sports and getting access into female shelters, and female prisons? Just
0: before the answer, I just want to point out, it goes both ways. You know, I mean, everybody knows that CBC is terrible for it. CTV is not much better for it. They put their spin on a story. That's the exact opposite. That's a right-leaning publication. I believe it was True North putting a very right-wing spin on a question. If there even is right and left anymore, I don't know.
1: Is that controversial, by the way, the way that that was asked?
0: I about, think so. About
1: saying men pretending to be women and, and wording it that way specifically? Yeah, I
0: mean, he... Uh, mis- you wouldn't hear a politician say it, is all I'm saying. No, you no, you wouldn't. But I don't know. Are those the, the way people say it when they have just regular conversations between I mean, them? That's at, what I'm wondering. At work or yeah. at the dog park or whatever? I don't know. I didn't love the way that question was phrased. I would really like to get to a point where reporters just ask questions and leave their opinion out of it. Yeah. But anyway, here is... Is Pierre Polyev, the one who wants to be Prime Minister, here's his response to that question about protecting female-only spaces from transgender women, who are biological men. Female spaces should be exclusively for females, uh, not for biological males. Um, the You asked if I introduce legislation on that. A lot of the spaces you described are provincially and municipally controlled. So... It is unclear what federal legislation would what would reach federal legislation would have to change them, but obviously, uh, female sports, female change rooms, female bathrooms should be
2: for females, not for biological males. Okay. All
0: right. He answered uh, it. He did answer it. How refreshing is it, though, to hear a politician clearly say what they think? Just answer a question. Just answer answer a freaking question. Yeah, it's really bizarre to me that so many politicians are so fixated on getting out their quote-unquote talking points Mm -hmm. that they won't answer a simple question. Uh, The prime minister is accusing the conservative leader of uh, trying to stoke fear and division in people by suggesting that biological men should not be allowed to use women's change rooms, they shouldn't be in women's prisons, they shouldn't be in women's sports, and so on and so forth. Listen, this is a delicate topic. Uh, No matter how you feel about it, it's a delicate topic, and people feel very passionately about it on both sides. Is there a compromise to be had? I I thought we had a perfect compromise. There's a, in sports, for example, there's a women's division. There's a men's division, and then there's a division for, for anyone in between or mm-hmm. anyone who is, uh identifies as a woman, for example, but is biologically male or hasn't done what they have to do to get some of the testosterone out of their system and increase some of the estrogen in their system. Whatever the case may be, there is a compromise here. It's just it doesn't need to be one full way or the other and and for trudeau to try and shut down everybody who disagrees with him on that is really crazy but they did announce though they're doing something about the border they're giving 15 million dollars over three years this is 15 plus the 28 they announced just a couple of weeks ago they're going to get the cbsa some scanners so that they can scan those shipping containers to see if there's a car in there well 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 when have we I'm gonna maybe we suggest we hit rewind on the after nine pod. If you go back, like maybe even a month, you would see that we've been telling these idiots to do that for a while now. Honestly, why did it take this long to figure it out? That's why we feel like there's other, there, there's this is
1: an inside jobby. That's why, and, and and nothing leads me to believe that more than them delaying this, you know. And it does seem delayed in my mind. We knew it was a problem, like you said months ago. I'm gonna say months ago, we knew
0: uh, if uh, not a year ago. A couple more updates from the uh, the federal side of things, and then we're going to move on to some fun stuff, including how much sex you should be having based on your age.
1: Just to make you happiest, that's all.
0: <laughs> we always end with a happy ending. <laughs> I, um, no, I, I do want to point out that the ARRIVE scam thing is continuing to blow up. Now, apparently, it's not even a secret that the RCMP is actively investigating, and there may be charges laid. The mm. committee has now voted that those those people who run GC strategies, those consultants who got almost a quarter billion dollars from the taxpayers since Trudeau got elected, those ones are going to have to testify before the committee or the sergeant at arms will go and take them into custody and bring them to the committee. Hmm. That's some old school shit. That's like pitchforks yeah. pitch and stuff like that. All right, go get them. And the other one is... oh. Remember those scientists that got expelled from that lab in Winnipeg? It was a real shady story, and the opposition really wanted to know, well, wait a second here. We had these Chinese scientists in a lab in Winnipeg, our infectious disease lab. We had them there, and then they were just gone. They were deported back to China right around the time that COVID broke. What happened there? The government actually sued the Speaker of the House to try and keep the documents related to that private. As it turns out, thanks to an access to information request, uh, this is in today's Globe and Mail if you'd like to read about it, although the story is going to start blowing up now that it's officially out there with the Globe. Because it's pretty outrageous. Apparently, they sent at least two highly infectious diseases from that lab to a lab in Wuhan, China. What do you know? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. One of them was Ebola and another one, a disease that I've never even heard of. But this actually happened. It was a husband and wife. They were also apparently employing Chinese nationals that were hmm. students, quote unquote, hmm. at the University of Manitoba. It's all starting to unravel, isn't it? It certainly is. It is all starting we'll to unravel. stay on it if we learn
1: more, and I don't know how much more we're going to be able to learn, but I would like to know.
0: Well, it's clear that they're not going to tell us anything voluntarily. You need to drag the truth out of these people kicking and screaming mm-hmm. the whole way along. And I think that's because deep down, there's a lot of people in Ottawa that are highly worried about charges, yeah. that are highly worried that they got caught, some shit went down that was clearly not okay, and now they're worried about what's coming next. And frankly, I think they probably should be. Uh, you're a millennial? I am. Millennials are now the dominant generation in Canada, according to StatsCam. Millennials, who were born between 1981 and 1996, have now surpassed the baby boomer generation as of Canada Day 2023, last July. Baby boomers, who were born between 46 and 1965, became the dominant generation way back in 1958. That's how long. They've been ruling the roost. Wow. Now, they say the aging factor is a factor here. That's part of the decline of baby boomers is some of them are getting old. They're dying off. Sure. But they say it's not that there was more millennials born. They say it is because of the recent arrival of a record number of permanent and temporary residents. Between July 1st, 2022 and July 1st, 2023, the millennial population in Canada increased by almost half a million, Yeah, but it was exclusively due to the arrival of permanent and temporary immigrants.
1: Interesting. Okay. Because if you try to, if you try to math it out without knowing that information that you gave, it kind of makes sense, right? There's, they were called boomers for a reason. I think we know there was a baby boom around the time that they were all born, hence the name boomers. But then all the boomers started having kids. And most of those boomers kids are millennials.
0: That's right. So it would make sense that there's a lot of us. Where does Gen X fit into this equation? I feel like Gen X is the common sense generation. We're all very good looking and well right, employed yeah, yeah, and attractive. Mm-hmm. I, Octavia
1: and I are rolling our eyes right now.
0: <laughs> uh, Even the Gen Z is rolling their eyes at you. Is, is, is Octavia Gen Z? Yeah.
1: You yes, are? she's just ba- two thousand. Two thousand actually. You're born in the year two thousand, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. How do you feel about that? Hearing that cat over here is the dominant generation in our country, uh, a leader. Do of you
1: sorts. do you feel like uh, like you would respect that? Yeah. So far, you, you so good. Feel
0: good about yeah. it. You like the authority? <laughs> Excellent. The cat exudes. Good for you. Good for you.
1: I know. What? Seriously, though, the truth is, Gen Z or sorry, Gen X just kind of like meh, melts into the background I a know. little bit. Like, is that the, what the hell happened to you guys? I don't know.
0: <laughs> but I really thought that we would eventually take over from the baby boomers as the dominant generation. But there we go. We let so many people into the country that we're all millennials. They're all
1: the same age. Well, of course, because they wanted them to buy the houses and make the babies and do the things and spend the money.
0: It was also easier to get them in because they could do it under the guise of student visas and shit like that. We spend the
1: most money, I think. Isn't that the truth right now? Millennials probably spend the most money and then follow very closely by Gen X or maybe we're neck and neck. I don't know.
0: I I would think it's neck and neck. Neck and neck. I want to mention a couple more things here before we get into the sex and stuff. Dollarama customers who purchase products that had an (laughs) eco fee attached to it over the last few years could be getting a $15 gift card. I'll take it. They have reached a proposed $2.5 million settlement stemming from a class action lawsuit that was filed in Quebec that alleged Dollarama did not properly display the price of products subject to eco fees. Once the court approves the settlement, that'll happen in early April, Dollarama will start giving out $15 gift cards to anybody who can prove they purchased something that had an eco fee attached to it.
1: What do they, bo- they bother in having anything with an eco fee attached to it? Have you been to Dollarama? Everything's wrapped in plastic. Every fucking thing is wrapped in plastic. Mm-hmm. Don't put eco on anything. The only close closest to eco you're getting is that there's green on your fucking logo. That's it.
0: I uh, I fucking hate that it goes by. It goes on for a long time. We all get preyed upon here. This was apparently a deceptive business practice. It just went on. And now years later, it gets discovered. How the fuck am I supposed to find a receipt from Dollarama for something that had an eco price tag on it that I bought back in 2018? How the hell am I supposed to do that? And and you know what? Maybe it is big money to Dollarama. Two and a half million dollars would be like if you or I got fined 50 bucks. You know, it's not really a huge amount of money for a multi-million dollar corporation. However, all right, I got to go through a lot of hoops to get a $15 gift card that I can only use there. Yeah, I. It's like La with the bread fixing scandal.
1: Mind you, at least with La you didn't need to include a receipt. If I'm not mistaken, you could just say, "Hey, I'm one of those people who bought bread." <laughs> like, okay, fuck it, <laughs> we'll give it to you.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's they, safe to assume I, everybody I did
1: buy bread. That's the thing, right? But I, I don't believe we had to do any proof of anything. If I'm not mistaken, for that, the, the, you're right though. When you, okay, when I do my taxes, I'm doing my taxes right now, right for last year. Keener. I, I. Well, yeah, of course. It's only a month away, Scott. I got to get my stuff to my accountant. Sure. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) It just opened on Monday, by the way,
1: just Monday, the tax portal. opened. Anyway, my point is the receipts already fade from last year. So there's no way even if I did keep a receipt from that long ago that you'd even be able to see it. I could you could literally put in a piece of blank paper or go buy something from Dollarama now and rub the date out. They wouldn't fucking know. Get your 15 bucks.
0: I hope everybody gets the 15 bucks. They should send it to every household. Just, hey, here you go. You and probably look, got screwed. It's safe to assume you probably got screwed up. And I
1: don't, don't want to shit on Dollarama. Have I shopped at Dollarama? Yeah. Have I shopped at Dollarama last two weeks? Yeah. However, I don't understand what the eco-fee situation is all about anyway. Because like I said, I, it just boggles my mind. You got to ask. For, like, you can't get a bag there. But everything is wrapped in plastic.
0: It's ridiculous, it? Isn't in it? a
1: lot of places. Not just Dollarama.
0: Thank you for pointing out that hypocrisy stupid. as well. Two-thirds of respondents to a new online survey by Leger say they believe the inflation is getting worse in the aisles of Canada's grocery stores. That's compared to 28% who say they think it's about the same, and only 5% of Canadians believe grocery inflation is actually easing. Now, according to StatsCan, it did ease a little bit in January, but these prices are still high. The survey asked 1,500 Canadians how they feel about the cost of groceries right now. Respondents say they're still feeling the pinch, but they differ on who's to blame for it. So here's how it breaks down. 27%, about one in four, say it is global economic factors like inflation and supply chain issues. If you believe that, by the way, then I'm going to ask you just to go a little more in depth. It actually does have a lot to do with economic factors and the supply chain, but that's 100% linked to the carbon tax. You know, even the Bank of Canada is trying to argue the carbon tax doesn't have any meaningful impact on groceries. But just for for argument's sake, common sense here, let's just throw it out there. The farmer who grows it is being charged a lot more in carbon taxes. Farmers have been hit hard by the carbon tax. The trucks and trains who transport it to the grocery stores, they had their carbon tax increased as well, plus they're paying the higher fuel charges because of the carbon tax. Doesn't it make sense that if the farmer's paying more, and the trucks that get it to the stores are paying more, that we would pay more? Mm. That that makes sense, right? Yeah, it's going to fall on us. Well, that, yes. that's where that would be, even though the government still denies it. 26% say it is the result of grocery chains trying to increase their profit margins. 23% blame the federal government for prices. I, uh, I think there's enough blame to go around everywhere. Yeah, I mean, even though they deny it, it's absolutely the carbon tax that is having a huge impact on our grocery bills. Is it the grocery chains trying to increase their profits? Probably. I'll put it out there again. Why can't the government just go to these grocery chains and say, we don't do this in every industry because, frankly, business is allowed to run a business and make money. But in the case of food, you guys are providing something that the people need. You've probably gotten a lot of tax breaks, and we paid for your fucking freezers, Galen. (laughs) So you are going to be held to a different standard, that standard being this. The price tag at the grocery store must say what you paid for it and what the cost of it is. And and I know that it's not going to be perfect because what they paid for it isn't their total expense. They've got overhead, employee costs. They've got to light the place and and heat the place and all that sort of stuff. But Mm -hmm. if you paid $0.49 to a farmer for a head of broccoli and you're charging $4.99 for it, I would like to know that information so that I know I'm not going to support these fucking people. Look at what they're doing here.
1: I know. We're never going to get it. We're never going to get it. There's been and and there's. I'm sure that happens with a lot of products, right? I mean, you mentioned farmers. That's one thing. Absolutely. The entire produce aisle is always weird too. Like, I feel like that's the most inconsistent. Like one week you can get watermelon for like $2.99 each. The next week it's like $11.99. Like some of it's real ridiculous, but there's also other products on the shelves. And I understand that they have overhead too. Wouldn't that be nice though, if you could just see it? Like wouldn't, it will never happen, but wouldn't it be nice to be like, here's this whatever the box of granola bars and it cost us you know x amount of money to to receive right we paid for it our overhead for this product alone is roughly x amount and the company pays out this amount here's how much we've come up with for you but if we saw that they know that there'd be like fucking
0: anarchy because it would not make sense we we know though that i mean it wasn't that long ago that on sale maybe you could get a, a can of brown beans For 79 or 89 cents. Average, it was probably in and around 99 cents. Now that can of beans is 2.99 or 3.99, depending on where you go. What changed with the beans? How come it used to be 99 cents and now you're charging three times more for it? Why don't you start by telling us how much you paid for it? And if we find out that you paid 69 cents, but you're charging 2.99 for it, again, we've got a fucking problem here. That kind of transparency would be great it would help people make more informed decisions. It would and uh, but while you're doing it, do it on the gas pumps too. Well, that too, right? <laughs> Why is that such a mystery? Yeah. Why are we being hidden? Why is it being hidden from us? How much we're actually paying for the gas, mm-hmm. and how much of it is taxed? We tried to put stickers on the pumps, and people went to court to fight it. That's how badly they don't want us to know these things. Of course. just the other day, I referred a good friend of mine to Sandra at Diamond and Diamond Lawyers because she got in a car accident. Bad car accident. You know, I think a lot of people think, well, it was an accident, insurance covered the damage. I mean, yeah, that's for your vehicle, but what about you? If you've been injured in an accident, you really do need to get legal representation and who knows, you might even get a pretty good settlement out of it.
1: Yeah, they're great at Diamond and Diamond. They will take the time to meet with you to discuss your options and a ton of professionals there uh, with personal injury lawyers specializing in car accident law in slips and falls brain injuries dog bites i mean you name it you might not realize that you have a case until you call them and you can call them at 1-800-567-HURT or you can go to diamondlaw.ca
0: one more thing former that 70 show actor and convicted rapist danny masterson has been transferred out of a maximum security prison where he was set to serve a 30-year sentence he was transferred out because of concerns for his safety. Mm-hmm. He was moved to the California Men's Colony, a medium and minimum security facility, after serving about two weeks of his sentence at the Corcoran State Prison. He was originally placed in maximum security back on January 29th. There's no word on what the threat to his well being was. Hold on a second here. <laughs> We got a convicted piece of shit here. Convicted piece of shit. He is a convicted rapist. Makes sense that we sent him to a maximum security prison. You mean we can't keep one prisoner safe in a maximum security prison? We can't keep somebody from being killed in a maximum security prison is what you're telling me. In fact, he's more secure at a medium to minimum security Mm -hmm. facility. Is that what you guys are really trying to tell us here? Because it seems like, once again... We don't think about victims. We only think about protecting the rights of the criminal. The guy raped people. It's horrible what he did. Why do we give a shit? They're supposed to. You know what? They're just going through the checks and
1: balances that they have to do. And if the prison can confirm that there is a threat on his life, they probably have no choice but to take action. It doesn't necessarily mean every time that they have to move someone if they don't believe that they're, that's the case. But from what I know, um, that's a, that's they have to take it seriously. But they can't sh- willingly be like, yeah, someone might kill this guy any minute because like they, all, they could have shanks and who fucking knows, right? They, they, they have to take action. They have no choice. As, as much as we hate it. How many times have we talked about the prison system and I've said this? As much as we hate it, there's things that they have to do. That is part of their job when they're working in the prison system. They have no choices. This is Canadian law, or, or in this case,
0: American law, or That's wherever they're in prison. Well, it's California, which is very close to Canadian because it's a lot of ideological, ideologically yes. driven shit. Yes, I just don't understand how you're not safe. If you told me, you know what, we're going to put you in a maximum security prison, I would think I would feel fairly safe there. It's maximum security. How can he be more safe with less security? But if you're a
1: guard working there and let's say that you're you're covering Danny Masterson specifically, which might be the case, by the way, I I don't know the ins and outs of it, but you could be assigned to one prisoner or a few prisoners that are of high security risk. You're getting the fuck out of the way. If another prisoner comes at this guy with a shank, you're not willing to risk your life. So, you know, right then and there, and you shouldn't, by the way, you know, right then and there, it's not like you're going to be able to protect this guy potentially from multiple people coming at this guy with something and you can't see everything. And I've had so many in-depth conversations. I have a family member that's been in the prison system for a long, 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 long time. And I've had this exact conversation and that's
0: basically how it works. Hmm. And I totally understand that there's people that are these guards. That, that's fine. I understand. But I mean, we've kept Paul Bernardo in Canadian jails alive for what, 30 years? And I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to kill him. I would think that there's just a very, a very basic procedure. Like when he, the rest of the population is out in the yard,
1: you're going to stay in your cell. Well, that's exactly it. And that's what I think they're fighting for Danny Masterson to, to, to make sure to get. Paul Bernardo was locked away and, and alone and isolated. And I believe maybe now has a little more privilege today. That's but when he was too. at Kingston Pen, he had zero. He, the only yeah. interactions that he had were the interactions with the guards. That hmm. was it.
0: Let's switch gears here. Nina Cheng is a Chinese medicine expert and well-followed on TikTok. She has revealed how often we should all be having sex. Sex is great, isn't it? Oh, I know. It's <laughs> really, really good stuff there. We can all agree, or can we, according to this? I don't know. She says people in their 20s need to have the most sex. You should schedule it in at least every four Days.
1: Scheduling it in is an entirely entire different conversation, but we've had that before too. Scheduling it in, because some people say do it if you have to. Like fuck it, do it.
0: Hey, as long as Literally. it gets done, right? <laughs> I mean, but you do that with all aspects of your life. Oh, I've got to remember to call such and oh, such yeah. back. Put Tonight's it in your calendar. The, yep. Oh, I gotta remember to pick up my dry cleaning. Put it in your calendar. Gotta rail my wife. Put it in your yep. calendar. <laughs> people in their thirties need to get hot and heavy every eight days minimum. That's easy. It's fucking easy. That's too low. Well, while, <laughs> while 40-somethings, you should be aiming to do it at least every 16 days, a little less than every two weeks. Things slow down once middle age advances. People in their 50s, they say, or she says, should have sex at least once every three weeks or 21 days. I think that that's probably fine for that age group. As for 60-somethings, they should be aiming to have sex at least once a month and could see health benefits
1: when she says sex by the way are we talking anything in the sexy world
0: you're wondering if you can masturbate instead
1: no not masturbate well unless it's with a partner i mean with your partner because i think that that's important Mm -hmm. is that it's about intimacy over the actual physical act of sex because perhaps you enjoy the intimacy aspect and maybe that means a little blowy blowy or whatever the fuck it is right
0: yeah I all think, right. so I, we assume that that's anything? I'm going to say orgasm required. I think orgasm is okay. what, what she's getting at. You could at.
1: replace that with orgasm and that's what we're talking
0: about. Yeah, yeah. However you want to do that. I don't with know. With your partner though, Maybe, like specifically. Uh, it, well, sex or which I, I don't know. Do that's not, to,
1: no, she's not talking about masturbation. No, take that right the fuck out of this. If you're alone, this doesn't count. If you're alone, don't worry about this at all. Well, how do they get health if benefits? If you're with a partner, that should be what we're talking about here because with your partner is important.
0: For a lot of reasons, yes, it absolutely or is. Or
1: a partner. I guess I'll say a partner. Some people don't necessarily, they're not their spouse, but they're their fuck buddy and they're totally fine with that. Yeah. Fine. Hey, great. How, however you well, want to do it. judging shit. But it is important. <laughs> it is very important.
0: Yes, I think it is too. And you're absolutely right. There is key components in there like intimacy and things like that. There's also a physical release that obviously feels great, improves your mood. I'm sure it does something for the endorphins or whatever, mellow whatever, whatever yeah. in your head.
1: <laughs> M- M- whatever.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. I think there's a lot of good reasons to do it, but, um, uh, it, it gets your heart rate going a little bit, sure, a little fine. cardio for the people who don't otherwise do anything. I think there's a lot of reasons to get into that. Uh, get into it. That was probably the wrong way to say that, wasn't it? Or the right way. Uh, that could have also been the right way to say that. Yeah. Switching gears here again. Wow, we're just jumping all over the place in this episode of After 9. Did you hear about this uh, 20-year-old in Peterborough County over the Family Day long weekend? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, what do we do with people like this?
0: Okay, so this is the 20-year-old. He's a novice driver, meaning he doesn't have his full G license yet. When you don't have your full G license, you're supposed to have a zero blood alcohol level. Well, this guy was driving, and he claims... He swerved to avoid a deer on the road. And that happens, especially out in the country, like in Peterborough County. But I'm not so sure I believe this deer story. He rolled his car into the ditch. And when police got there, he and his passenger, they'd been pretty banged up. They called in Orange Air Ambulance. These people were transported to hospital in serious but stable condition. God, we hope that they're okay. But the driver, again, a 20-year-old, had alcohol on his breath Mm -hmm. and the police have reason to believe that they were having sex behind the wheel in a moving car at the time of the crash. Well,
1: that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Okay, so the deer's totally made up. I'm with
0: you on that one. I don't buy the deer Th- story. That
1: was the reasoning once everything was settled and the orange ambulance and, every- and, you- and you're doing okay. And they'll ask you, right? They come up and they- they- the people who investigate these things. They're like, what happened? Tell us what happened. A uh, fucking deer came out of nowhere. No, <laughs> you were having sex behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. Just because this survey that we just, or this uh, professional that we just said, said you have to have sex a certain amount of times, doesn't mean you do it while you're driving, okay? And can you just be a fucking adult? I know a twenty year old for some, in some people's eyes is not even an adult. You're supposed to be.
0: So what happens to his license then? Obviously he can't drive now. Yeah, as it turns out, banging somebody behind the wheel only comes with a careless driving charge. You'd think that there'd be a more substantial charge for doing something that's just probably worse yeah. than texting or and, or being drunk. And whatever punishment that you get behind the wheel, your partner should too.
1: Your partner's just as guilty of you of Ooh. being a dangerous driver if they're willingly fucking you behind the wheel while you're supposed to be operating a motor vehicle. I think.
0: Oh, that's an interesting Take one. away
1: that person's everything too. I or charge l- them, whatever.
0: I, I like that a lot.
1: It takes two to tango.
0: <laughs> EWA. E-W-A is a term that everyone should probably get familiar with. E-W-A stands for, let me get the exact uh, explanation, Earned Wage Access. Earned Wage Access. This is a program that is now starting to roll out at big companies like Walmart and Amazon. They say because more than 60% of people are living check to check right now, they can help out their employees by allowing them to withdraw their paycheck every day if they want to. In other words, your pay comes in because, well, I just worked today. Well, you've earned a certain amount of money for that day. Typically, you have to wait until, I don't know, the 15th and 30th of the month or the mm-hmm. first and the 14th. or
1: Some that- people are monthly, by the way.
0: That's right. Some yeah, people get yeah. paid monthly. Some people are biweekly. There's all kinds of ways to do it mm-hmm. except for daily. And the question many are asking is... If I earned it, why do I have to wait to get my money? I work today, I should get my money today for having done the job. Well, I guess some of the bigger corporations are now responding to that by giving them people what they want. You, if you're on the EWA program, can go into your company's payroll system and every day if you want to, withdraw the earnings that you've accumulated.
1: Interesting. Is it a complicated process for them? Like internally, I mean, like payroll wise? I would Did have, they
0: say? I, I think they've automated the process for the most so part. So once
1: it's set up, it's set up, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's a lot of responsibility. You know, I feel like this wouldn't work for everybody. No. If, if We've been doing it the same way for generations. For generations, it's been the same thing. You either get paid bi weekly or you get paid twice monthly or monthly. To be able to give people access to their money on a day-to-day basis, I feel like in the short term, until this becomes normalized, people are going to lose money. They're going to not be able to budget properly because they're used to now, if they have money in their account, they think they can spend money, not thinking. Well, I do still have to pay my mortgage or rent at the end of the month, and my phone bill and my car payment and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's a personality. It's a personality and a situational thing, I suppose. Um, If you're if you're good at budgeting, it's not necessary. I think you should be able to figure out, hey, I'm going to make X amount of money. Now, in some of those cases, maybe that's not true, though. Maybe in some cases, you'll make maybe one day $200, and the next day, you only made $150. And the next day, you didn't work so much, so you make $80. I guess in those cases, fine, you pick and choose when you want to pull that money out. But for the most part, if you know what's coming in, like I'm talking about regular salaried employees. I wonder how many of them would say, Yeah, I'll take that daily, but you know exactly what you're going to get. So is that for people who maybe don't budget as well in terms of thinking ahead? Hey, the 15th, my hydro bill is going to come out. And hey, the 20th, my whatever internet bill is going to come out, whatever the case is. Sure. So it is a personality thing. And again, a situational thing, I think. I personally wouldn't want it that way. I don't, I wouldn't.
0: No? I wouldn't want it that way either, but only because I don't trust myself. I'm too used to getting paid twice monthly, and that's just the way it works for me. In this case, I mean- Probably very handy if something unexpected comes up. Oh shit! I've got to send money to my kid's school for the grade eight trip. Okay, yeah, you shouldn't have to right. wait two weeks
1: to get your money. As an option, maybe just it, as like one of those options. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder if you can split it up. Like, if you make roughly a hundred bucks a day, can you have it take twenty bucks and put an extra twenty bucks in your account every night, and then the rest of it you get in the traditional pay periods? It's a neat option. They say this is in part to address the concern that so many people, and again, it makes sense with more than 60% living check to check, so many people are using payday loans. Mm. I don't get paid till next Thursday, but I need money now. And people are paying like 40% interest in some cases on those loans. Yeah, those places are, I'm sure, busy as they've ever been right now. One more thing we're going to do here before we wrap up this episode of After 9. The kind of cars you see on the road and think, oh, that person's rich. Like when I see your car, I know you're rich. <laughs> and then I see your husband's car? car and I'm like, wow, they're really rich. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but what cars do you see on the roads and think, yeah, that person's got money? Okay.
1: For me, um, oh my gosh. Still, I'm so bad with car names. So Escalade. I still think that way when I see an Escalade.
0: I still love Escalades. I, and I
1: think that way when I see a G-Wagon. Those are for me, the top two, maybe even Tesla, but I'll be honest with you. I'm not even sure about Tesla anymore because there's so many of them on the road now that I'm thinking everyone's on a pay plan for that. Like not everybody is affording that in terms of straight up, hey, I'm buying that car. Mm -hmm.
0: Can I tell you, I feel really bad for people with Teslas I feel like there's a lot of people who bought Teslas because they thought, oh, it'll be cheaper in the long run. Or they bought Teslas because they were told, oh, we've got to be more green. Or they bought it because they were told, well, you won't be able to buy a combustion engine car soon anyway. I feel like they did that, not having all the information in front of them, namely in that if that battery ever goes, half the cost of the car is to replace the battery. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, it's
1: very expensive to replace that.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think I'd rather keep paying for gas and not get a thirty thousand dollar bill if the battery ever craps out on this thing and it's not under warranty. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll we'll come back to that. Um, the number one, when and it was Auto Trader that did this study, by the way, looking at status and whether or not a car can tell you whether or not someone's wealthy. The number one car that people see and assume the person driving it is rich is a BMW. I feel like BMWs are so common now that it doesn't, maybe back in the day, it used to give off that vibe, but not anymore. I don't think anymore either.
1: I've seen some real beat up Beamers on the
0: road too, to be quite honest with you. Beamer was number one. 16% said when they see a Beamer, that person's rich. Audi was number two. Ford was number three. Ford. Uh, Ford. The only way that's happening is if that person's driving like an F-150 or a Bronco. Everything you else. You drive a Ford,
1: Richie. Rich, don't you?
0: I do, but it's, it's not an F one fifty. Fuck.
1: But I think you're right about the trucks, though, because I think I look at the, especially the big trucks, like the even the don't they have a two fifty two or something like that? Yeah, they Super do. Super big one. You, that's expensive, mm-hmm. and the gas is expensive. So I think in both ways, for me, I'd say yeah, that person probably has money.
0: Ford had fourteen percent, bringing in only twelve percent was Mercedes. That probably would have been near the top of my list. Right. Okay. Toyota and Volvo both had 8% of the vote. Volvo? They were tied. You don't see a lot of Volvos Volvo? out there anymore, do you? What? No, I know. Nissan and Volkswagen each had 7%, followed by Land Rover at number 10. Yeah. I don't know. When you see a Land Rover, you got to know that person's got money or they're a car thief. That's the only. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, seriously. Yeah, okay.
0: Who puts a Beamer over a Land Rover? Is that just general misunderstanding of how things are going? I or? don't
1: know. But you know what's interesting about this is like it's it's all about people's perception. And it's interesting because I think there's a lot of people who actually do have a lot of money that don't drive those flashier cars that people are probably thinking of. A- aside from, again, a couple of these are really strange. But for me, it's, it's quite possible. Because sometimes I, I know people have money and they're not driving like super nice cars. No. So again, it's all a perception thing. You think you know.
0: We gotta go, everybody. Have yourself a fantastic Throwback Thursday. Uh, feel free to listen to any of our radio shows. By the way, we're on in the morning from five thirty till nine thirty on ninety one five The Beat in Kitchener Waterloo, and Energy ninety five three in Hamilton, Toronto, and just about everywhere across the GTA. In the afternoon, you can hear us in London from 3 till 6 on Fresh One O three one and Fresh 93.1 in Barrie at night.
1: And we'll throw in a couple more things. So on the morning shows, on Energy and on The Beat, we have uh, Justin Timberlake tickets tomorrow. That's Friday. But if you miss this and you're listening to it after and you're like, oh, darn, I like free concerts. J-Lo is all next week mm-hmm. on the morning show. And then we're going to be live next Friday, March 1st. In London for that show on location. So you can listen for more details or you can find more on our website. And And that's about it, I
0: think. So we're in London semi-regularly, oh. but we're never together doing the show yes. live on, on site. Yes,
1: this is our first live on location in London. Because we've never been out of the
0: studio before. We so would, this will be the first one. We would love to meet our London listeners. We will be at uh, Children's Hospital, which is going to be great.
1: And then March 7th after that, are we getting too ahead of ourselves? Maybe. But it's for the food banks. So I'm going to bring it up again. We're going to be collecting donations in, uh, in way of food, non perishable, and cash as well. And there's two different locations for that. Just DM us if you want more info on that. Uh, Scott's going to be in Hamilton. I'm going to be in Kitchener. And you can DM at Voice of Cat, cat with a K, and Scott Box on Air. Okay, now we can end this thing, I think, right? Bye. 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 Bye.